Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Hey, I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. Uh, I'm Trent Cotney, and as always, I've got John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be here today, winding down the year. Yep. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's been a crazy year. You and I have both uh, gotten our airline miles maxed out this year for sure. Um, so uh, as we as we wind down, it's always a good time to kind of reflect and think about, you know, cleaning house, what can you do better? And, you know, there's a topic that we haven't really discussed too much that I think is probably worth going into in a little bit more detail. And that's really, you know, fleet management, um, you know, truck safety, you know, insurance issues related to commercial auto, all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to spend, you know, today's episode kind of focusing on that. And I guess let's start with, you know, fleet management best practices. You know, John, you for, the, for our listeners that don't know, you've done everything that you can in roofing, pretty much. I mean, everything from labor all the way up to, you know, COOs. So you, you've got uh, real in-depth, real-world knowledge. You know what? What's some best practices with fleet management, and what um, what should our listeners be doing? You know, some high-level stuff they can implement. Yeah, that's a great question. So, honestly, when it comes to fleet management, and I'm going to tell you this: this is always what the insurance companies and the uh, uh, risk management people that deal with your, you know, your truck insurance and your fleet made a statement to me that really stuck a long time ago. All the other things that are out there that run in your operations that could be, you know, detrimental to your success and um, and 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 uh, continuing on. Nothing rates as high as running your fleet and safety that goes along with it. One major catastrophe out there and lawsuits. I mean, you you know, you've seen them. Lawsuits coming from fleet accidents can be over hundred million dollars, and you just no one has that kind. And they've been very successful at busting through the corporate umbrella shield and all that. So that being said, that's why I think this is an excellent topic that we're going to be talking about. So I think it starts off with the basics. I think you definitely got to have a safety checklist in process where you go ahead and make sure the trucks are being looked over on a daily basis for your drivers do. I think you want to have some sort of safe driver program. In part, I think it should be part of your safety training. Um, so these are kind of the basics, right? And then fleet maintenance. And again, on the basic thing, make sure the brakes are being checked by, you know, going to your authorized shop and your oils are being changed so that if something does happen, you have all the records showing that you've done everything possible that you can do to keep that fleet up. And you're not just, uh, as the old stigma goes, a crappy old roofing truck out there running around on the road. You've got a professional fleet. Now, some of the more high levels, um, I know we're going to jump into this, but I really want to say, I think. You're going to see more and more. I like the dash cams. I think they are really a tremendously exciting piece of technology out there for a couple of reasons. I know a lot of times the, uh, you know, your fleet in your your drivers, they're kind of like they're not into it when first, but you could train your people how this is to protect them. But not only dash cam looking forward, I like the dash cams that are coming back on your employees. And I, I'm not really much into the big brother thing as far as that. So you really got to get your culture going. But really, if it comes down to there's an accident, somebody says you were doing something wrong, you've got that backup. I mean, you, you see it now, right, Trent? You see social right. media, even on the news. They're taking dash cams out of accidents on highways, and that's how they're using them for the investigation and everything. So I think those are important issues. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the the key things, and I think you kind of hit on it, is from a legal standpoint, if you end up in a situation where there's a wreck or someone is injured, God forbid, you know, the other attorneys are going to ask for your maintenance record. So it's really important to keep track of all that. And, you know, the, the trucks are getting run hard, right? You, you know, they are, they're getting out there. And, and so, you know, doing that regular maintenance, making sure that everything's in, in good working order is important. Policies and procedures for employees. This is where the employee manual and some of the policies come into play. So absolutely agree with you. Dash cam external view forward and rear is useful. And then consider dash cam internal view. Now, the thing is, is you want to make sure that you've got a very strict policy that says the reason you're doing this is for health and safety purposes. It's not to violate privacy. If you're in a union state, there are some NLRB decisions that talk about, hey, you know, you have to have a stated reason for doing it. You have to tell them in advance, you know, and it's usually got to be safety and health related, which it, it always is. You don't want a situation where a superintendent is just spying on somebody to see what's going on. The goal is, is to make sure everybody's acting in a safe and professional manner. Along those lines, there's a lot of tracking software and other things that can help identify where where vehicles are, the speeds that they're going, you know, limiters. There's all these different types of things that you can do to ensure that there is safety. And that's obviously something that I think is is really important. But, John, you know, one of the things that that I've, I've heard, you know, being on the road so much that a lot of contractors are lamenting is the increase in insurance on commercial auto. Um, I'm sure you're hearing the same thing, right? Yeah, and it's not going to go anywhere except up. Um, okay. There's no doubt about it. It's going to continue rolling in that direction. And I think some one of the most important things to do is to take these precautions and put them in place. And you will get insurance breaks if you do this. Um, and, and just on the texting, texting is the biggest issue. In, in We all use the software. We're getting hold of our people. So you want to have a policy where your drivers are changed, that cha- trained that they do not text back while they're driving. There's no message that important. And, you know, hands-free falling if you've got it. I mean, just simple things like that really add up big time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely critical. And it's like you said, these these accidents are cataclysmic. I mean, they, the losses on these are just huge, huge, yep. huge. So, you know, really think about uh, policies and procedures about when company trucks can be used. Uh, do they get to take them home? You know what the potential liability is. Work closely with your insurance agent. I always joke around. You need, you know, if you're on roofing, you need good accountant, good insurance agent, good lawyer because it's you've got so many different issues out there. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, big, 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 big problem. I think you know as as we continue going into 2024, you're going to see an increase not only in CGL but I think commercial auto is going to be way up there. Great. So. John, before we turn to the question of the day, you know, we're going to talk, we'll probably have one more episode, I think, before the end of the year, um, you know, but I always like to have our listeners kind of focus on, you know, on what can they do to improve what they've got now, right? And it's going to, you know, hopefully things are going to start winding down for everybody a little bit. And it's a great time to reflect, not just personally, but also from a business standpoint. So any any, you know, off the cuff advice that you've got for our contractors out there that are listening? Yeah, I mean, one thing is you want to, this is kind of a, a different angle at it. Um, it. It is the holidays, regardless which which holiday you celebrate, it, it December's that month, right? And that's when family comes together, people travel back. So don't try to do anything other than wind your company down and keep the respect uh, of your employees at mind at this to give them a chance to unwind. 
one thing simple you know, I always like to do is have the end of the year. Let's clean our desks up. Let's make sure everything is put away at the end of the year. So when we come back in January, um, whether you get a day off, a week off, whatever happens in there, we're starting out fresh. It's kind of like doing a post-job review. Let's just close this one out. Let's move on to the next and start. Don't start any new initiatives at this time or, or stuff like that. Just kind of wind down, reflect on where you've been throughout the year, and then wait to get through the holidays to really bring your team back together because they're not focused. It's they're everybody's focused on other things right now. And you're going to find you're going to be more productive yourself if you unplug a little bit between now and the end of the year. Yeah. Say, sage advice. You know, I'm already starting to see it. Um, people's minds are on parties and gifts and things of that nature. And it's just hard to focus. There's so much going on that, uh, now is not the time for new stuff, wrap up what you got. And, you know, pretty soon it's time to call it a day and, and, yep. uh, Miller time. So that's, you the, go. that's, that's it. So, all right, John, now it's time for question of the day and all we right. have, uh, a good one that I set aside here that was, I thought on topic. And this question is from Cheryl. Cheryl's question is, if we are shopping insurance agents, uh, what should we look for? And I'm summarizing a little bit, but she goes on to say, you know, she's had some good experiences and bad experiences in the past, and she doesn't know where to look or or how to go about searching for one and and kind of what our thoughts were on on that. So I'll let you start and then I'll I'll take it. Well, I, I mean, for me, whenever I was looking for an insurance agent, I'd always want to have somebody that I could partner with and understood what my line of business was. That's, I think, one of the most important areas to do. And then you have to feel comfortable with them to be able to run, you know, be your partner, not just somebody that's going to give you a price, throw a policy at you, move on. You want to make sure you have somebody that can absolutely work with you on that. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. And you got to find somebody that's knowledgeable in the industry, right? You know, getting an insurance agent that that does just homeowners insurance, that's not going to help you. You need somebody that understands construction and understands your trade, whether it's roofing or whatever it is. Make sure that you've got somebody that, that understands that. I like to support um, those that support the industry, right? So look in your associations. If you belong to an association and there's an agent that goes to that association, support that agent right because they're giving back and i believe that's important it's it's you know if if you're gaining business from the industry you should be giving back to it as well so um but the key thing is, is bet them you know make sure that you talk to them you feel comfortable with them it is an incredibly important position uh you know that insurance can make or break you so you want somebody that's really gonna be proactive and give you some guidance in that regard so we are at the end of another episode here, and I'd like to uh, thank all of our listeners for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, stay tuned for our, our next episode, which we'll get out in the next couple of weeks. John, it's always been a pleasure uh, being able to do this with you, and I'm glad we continue to to be able to put this stuff out. Uh, if you anybody wants to reach me, they can reach me at trent.cotney at arlaw.com or at social at trentcotney. John, how can they reach you? That's easy. Kenny at cottonyconsulting.com. There you go. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. See you soon.